the reading of God's Word, if, if you may. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour, and saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. And again he went out about the sixth and ninth hour, and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out, and found others standing idle, and saith unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? They say unto him, because no man hath hired us, he saith unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard saith unto his steward, Call the laborers, and give them their hire, beginning from the last to the, unto the first. And when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. Thank you, and you may be seated. Pastor. <clears throat> Well, good evening. Good to see everybody back tonight, or most, some everybody back tonight. So. And uh, do be praying for those that are not uh, been here today. Judy and Jan have not been well. I know Barbara is still really uh, just kind of up and down every day and struggling. And always, of course, praying for Zach, pray for Hunter. They're always up and down. So, um, and just a lot to be thankful for when you have your health. Your health. It's it's amazing what a blessing that is. You don't realize what a blessing it is until it's gone. Right. And then you realize, boy, I want that back. <laughs> All right. And uh, so thank the Lord for that. Be praying for those that are going through some some just real health issues. And I know, I know you are. I know we are. We've been praying for those. Good to see Miss Carolyn. And that arm, look at that. It is coming back, I can tell. And uh, we're going to lay hands on it later. No. Anyway. <laughs> don't touch my Bible. And so but we're praying, praying for you as well still. And a full recovery, and that violin's going to be fired up here after a while, and Amen. going going at it. So maybe you don't say fired up for a violin, but that's a that's an Ozark. That was an Ozark thing. So you know the difference between a fiddle and a violin, right? When you play it, violin has a case. So that's it. All right. Well, we're going to take just a moment and pray right where we're at, and just. Uh, visiting with us tonight we just take a moment to uh, just ask the lord to speak to us tonight and just kind of get things off of our mind and off of our heart that we brought in maybe things we're looking at next week that uh, as jesus said you know take no thought for the morrow for the morrow's take thought of things itself sufficient unto the day there is and uh, sometimes we just need to stop and set aside and and uh, push things out of our mind and our worries and our fears and all of these things and just let god speak to us and so we're going to pray now and just ask him to do that and just maybe get, get in tune for that. So let's pray and then I'll close this out in just a minute.
Father, we just thank you for the time that you've allowed us in your house today. Oh, Lord, it has truly been a blessing being in your house. Now, Lord, just be at the pastor. Just give him the words to speak. And, Lord, just be at each and every one of us, Lord, that we would uh, listen to the word being brought forth, that uh, we'd listen with open hearts and minds, Lord, and apply it to our lives, Lord, to where we could be better witnesses for you. Lord, just be with uh, every point of the services here tonight and just be with those that couldn't be here Lord just lift them up to where they can be back with us and just watch over us and keep us in your care for Jesus Christ in his name Amen Okay, if you stand one more time before the pastor comes and turn to page 69 page 69 and we're going to do all verses if you know it, sing out if you don't Try to follow the song later. He's going to learn it as well. I don't know it at all. Oh, we're on. Okay. I'll help. All right. I picked it. I, I picked the song, so I guess I'm the one who has to help with it. All right. No, it's all right. We'll start over. How's that? Okay. How I praise Thee, blessed Savior, that Thy love lay hold on me. Thou hast saved and cleansed and filled me, that I might Thy channel be. Channels only, blessed Master, but with all Thy wondrous power. Flowing through us, Thou canst use us every day and every hour. Empty that Thou shouldest fill me, a clean vessel in Thy hand. With no power but as Thou givest, graciously with each command. Channels only, blessed Master, but with all thy wondrous power. Flowing through us, thou canst use us every day and every hour. Witnessing thy power to save me, setting free from self and sin. Thou who boughtest to possess me in thy fullness, Lord, come in. Channels only, blessed Master, but with all thy wondrous power. Flowing through us, thou canst use us every day and every hour. Jesus, fill now. Spirit, hearts that full surrender know that the streams of living water from our inner may flow. Channels only, blessed Master, and with all thy wondrous power flowing through us, thou canst use us. Every day and every hour. 
singing. Very Beautiful soul. song. Just, uh, just a conduit for the power of God. And uh, I'm thankful for that. And uh, I'm thankful that the power in the conduit is all the same power. Somebody doesn't get a different conduit. Somebody doesn't get uh, or a different power. And somebody doesn't get a better power. And the only thing that uh, hinders the power is when that conduit's kind of all clogged up. Right? You ever had that? You ever had a full tank of gas and the car wouldn't run? And yeah. Uh, Look at that fuel filter, and it is packed. It's like, oh, I didn't know that was in there. <laughs> you get a, some of these Ford trucks, man, they'll have three fill. You got a, my diesel, you got a filter on the frame rail, you got a filter on top. And if I'm not mistaken, there's actually this other weird hidden filter somewhere. And uh, it's not a fuel one, I think it's another oil one. But anyway, there's filters all over the place. And you'll find out the power is there, it's all available, but it's kind of clogged up. I'm not even going to preach about that tonight, so I better stop. But uh, channels only, I love that. And uh, I want you to think about that song as we look at the message tonight. Uh, here in Matthew chapter 20. And uh, really we're all just servants of the King. Amen. We're just a bunch of servants. <laughs> we're we're uh, maybe come into the kingdom at different times and everybody came in at a different time. But we're all all as servants of God, and I'm thankful for that. And as we look at uh, Matthew chapter 20, and uh, everybody gets to say hi to Curtis? Everybody, sorry, <laughs> sorry. And uh, I, I've told this before, but I used to I do a lot of traveling. I've, I've, in the years past, I've been a lot of different little churches traveling across the country, and uh, yeah, I just did what I hated. I hated when somebody would like point you out, and you're like, eh, hello, you know, and uh, but... Anyway, we're happy to have you here tonight. And Amen. What a blessing. God bless you for being here. And uh, for finding a place on a Sunday night to go to church. Uh, that's Amen. a blessing. Blesses my heart, I'll tell you that. I, I enjoy it. I'm thankful for that. And uh, while as we get closer closer to that day, it seems like uh, as the, the Word of God is true, there's that falling away. And it's always an encouragement to watch and see people faithful. Uh, chapter 20, that's where I'm at. And look what Brother Jim read our text tonight. For the kingdom of heaven is likened a man that is an householder went out early in the morning to hire laborers to his vineyard. In this parable here that Jesus is giving, remember he is working his way to Jerusalem. He is on his way to Calvary. He is, he is instructing his disciples one last time uh, as he makes his way to Calvary. And he gives this parable here and he starts with, this is very important here. He starts with the kingdom of heaven, right? And we know that the kingdom is not the church. The church is not the kingdom. There are two different things. Ecclesia and basilica are two different words. Everybody born again, Jesus said the kingdom. They said, when is the kingdom coming? And he says, it's not by observation, right? He says, the kingdom is within you. And we know that it is the kingdom of God that is populated with those that have put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. They've been born again and they've been placed into the kingdom of God. But not all of those in the kingdom are in the church. There are those that are in churches that we would, uh, from the Bible, uh, tell them, no, that is that does not have the same identifying marks as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus was not baptizing babies. He was not believing that you could lose your salvation. I mean, you could go down the list of a lot of these different things that did, that were, that did not mark the church that Jesus started. But they're saved. 
If they put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, they are born again and um, as, uh, with, with a, a heart and a desire for truth. It's amazing to watch the providence of God lead them to a place of truth and get into a church that is a church that has the same identifying marks that Jesus has. But we're talking about the kingdom of heaven, heaven here, Jesus is saying, the kingdom of heaven, right? Not the church, the kingdom of heaven. And so he said, it's like unto a man in, and his vineyard. So he says, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers to his vineyard. Now, we're talking about a crop of grapes. And we're not real big on grapes around here. I mean, we have them in the Ozarks. They've got, there's some over here between Billings. There's a big old vineyard over there that's still growing grapes. My aunt and uncle have a big old grapevine on their place that they've had. It's uh, It's got to be over 100 years old. They've lived on that place since at least... I think it was bought in 38, and then the family's been there ever since. And, and so it's a pretty old grapevine. I, I know out in the woods here in the Ozarks, there's vines all over. And if you get the right ones, I don't know how you do it, but they can grow grapes. And uh, some of the vines in our woods are about that big. I don't know, think those grow grapes. I don't know, maybe they do. But anyway, we don't have a lot of that here. But if you go out into California, I've been up through Napa Valley, and it's just unbelievable to look at those vineyards and things like that. He, it's, it, the grapes were a very important crop crop in Israel, right? It's a very important crop. And harvest time for grapes was the late summer. So what would happen from what I've read and understand, not like I'm a grape expert in Israel, but what I've understood is that the grape harvest was late summer. And then right after the harvest would come, the rains. And there was always an urgency to get all of the grapes in before the rain started. Because if the rains came before the harvest got in, you know what you had? You had a bunch of rotten grapes. They would stay on the vine there. They would die on the vine and rot and they would be of no value. And the owner of the vineyard obviously would lose money. And so he says, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is in householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. See, once the rain started, it was over. I mean, we know this around here, right? I mean, we're not talking about grapes, but we know about hay. You know about getting the, the hay in, right? How many have, how many have put up square bales? Oh, amen. Yep. And uh, you know what happened? What you didn't want, you did not want the cleanest hay in the county. Right. You didn't want it cut and laying out and rained all over. And, you know, the only thing you had was clean hay. That's not good because you got to come back with a tether and you got to put it all up again. and You got to dry it out. And then you got to put it back in windrows again. And then you got to try to bail it again. And, and I mean, there's the urgency of not only wait, wait, hold on. If those of you are not agricultural, here's another thing. The urgency of getting the hay cut before it goes to seed. Because once it goes to seed, all that protein goes up into the seed and you lose all the protein in your grass, right? And now you've, now you've lost out. So there's the urgency to get the hay down before it goes to seed. And there's the urgency once it goes down to get it up before it rains. And uh, some years that's simple because you're going to, it's drier and cracker juice all year and you get one cutting in and uh, you, there's not a chance for rain at all. But some years like this year, be a little bit of a challenge. We've had some great rain throughout the year. And, uh, but I'm telling you, there's an urgency. We know of that. We know of that urgency. The disciples would have understood this parable, parable very well. They would have understood the urgency. They would have understood that small window to get the grapes and this crop in before the rains come. And so we see here uh, the, the 
kingdom of heaven, we see the it's likened into a vineyard and a householder of a vineyard. And then we see here now this hiring of the laborers. Now this, I'm going to wade through this and we'll get to an application here at the end. But there's a lot of information that I want to give out to you that may not come out in such a... Uh, a glorious way, but I, I hope it just um, uh, comes all together when you see where this comes to at the end. But I'm looking at the hiring of the laborers now. The hiring of the laborers. Because of the urgency, almost any able-bodied man would be hired to pick grapes. Right? Alan, I mean, you'd get about anybody to put up hay if just as long as they could last the day out, right? If they're real bad and they really annoyed you, you put them in the barn. Right, they got to stack in the barn. That was the worst place in the world, man. Oh, was that hot? I think I had heat stroke one. I don't know why I got put up there, but anyway, I was I was put up there, and you're up in the barn all day. One old farmer told me it was a great life lesson. He would say, "Look to where you want to put the bale and put it there once, and don't touch it again. If you keep moving it, you'll never last working the whole day." Boy, it was a great lesson. I really was. What was the lesson? I don't know, but it was good. I liked it so. Yeah, watch where you're going, all right? Do it once, do it once. Yeah, yeah. So they're looking for anybody able-bodied. Able-bodied, yeah. Just, just get, we, right, we, got, we got hay to put up. We got bales, we got to get the barn full. The rain's coming. The grapes have got to come in. He was looking for anybody. And these day laborers would assemble in the marketplaces, not just because they necessarily had nothing to do and they're just kind of lazing around, but it's kind of like if you go to Express Personnel or you go to these different manpower or these things and you'd put your name on the list and you're waiting for a job and you're waiting for a job to call. This was the manpower. This was the Express Personnel of, of ancient Israel. They would come into the market place these laborers they 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 didn't have a trade or anything they're just day by day and they're waiting to be hired they'd wait in the in the harvest time to be hired and here they are out in the morning waiting to be hired and the owner goes out early in the morning verses one and two and it says here that he agreed with the laborers for a penny a day it was a fair wage uh, for a day's labor and the bible says he sent them out into the vineyard he said all right that's fine if that's what you want you i'll do it and you go on out and you start picking grapes. Well, you get to verse three, and now we're bringing up this this this, this term here, the the third hour. Now the day in the the Jewish day is six a.m. to six p.m. Right, and so uh, six p.m. is sundown. Six p.m. on Friday night. I tell you what, the world ends in Israel. Everything stops all Friday long. You, you, we, we, I was there, as you know, a while back, and uh, all Friday long, all Friday, you would hear uh, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, peace, Sabbath peace. The Sabbath was coming. They looked forward to 6 p.m. on Friday uh, to the to the Sabbath, and it, it would close down. And uh, but we see here from 6 a.m. the third hour. What is that? From 6. Seven, eight, nine. That's nine a.m. is the third hour. So the first batch went out at six a.m. Most likely, well, they, I don't know. Well, we're see the text. We know they did. They went out at six a.m. The second batch, G, the the householder goes back to the same place, the same market. There's guys hanging around. He hires another batch at nine, and there there's the. It says here they're standing standing idle, right? They're standing idle in the marketplace. And he said unto them, verse 4, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. So here they are. Verse 5 again, the sixth hour, that's noon. The ninth hour, 3 p.m. The eleventh hour, 5 p.m. So this householder 
you see the urgency. He doesn't stop getting laborers. And he says, if, if you notice this here, it says um, in verse 4, Go ye into the vineyard, uh, go ye also into the vineyard. He's adding to and adding to and adding to the workforce. They've got to get the, they've got to get the crop in, all right? There's an urgency here. And at noon and at 3 p.m. and even at 5 p.m., we're talking an hour before quitting time, 6 p.m. He's still going out and getting laborers for the for for the for the crop that needs to come in. Verse six and seven we see that they're idle because nobody has hired them. Look at this about the eleventh hour, it's five PM. He went out and found others standing idle and said unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? And they say unto him, Because no man hath hired us. Right? Right. They're not idle because they're just lazy. They're idle because nobody wanted them. Now, maybe they're lazy is why nobody wanted them. I don't know. It doesn't really say. But again, it's, it's, the, it's the urgency. It's the urgency here. They're idle. And he says, you go out. You go out. And you go out and work. An hour before, an hour before it's over, you go out and work. What is this? People are laboring in the kingdom. Watch. Right up until the time of the end of the harvest. We have a depiction of this at the end time when the angel comes and rolls his sickle over the earth and gathers gathers in the harvest of the earth. There's a time coming when it's all going to be over. Oh, it's coming soon. Uh, 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 an old pastor of mine years ago when I was... Uh, going to church with my brother, the pastor of that church, he still texts me today once in a while and texts the other day and he'll always just text and say, praying for you, brother. I mean, this is this has been from, you know, over 30 years ago, 35 years ago. And he says, praying for you, brother. And he, the other day he said, this made my heart happy all day. Maybe today, maybe today. And I thought it may be today. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to that. Amen. But watch this, the urgency all the way up to the time and the end harvest he's still adding laborers to the harvest there's still work to be done and i could camp out here friend but this is not a time to lay to to lay up this is not a time to stop this is not a time to give in this is not a time to say well you know it's all going south anyway the country's in a mess what does it matter no the 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 parable here is showing that the the husbandman the, the lord jesus christ is still seeking for laborers because the harvest is still out there and that's a great news to 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 know today that people are still coming to christ the labor is still out there the 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 harvest is still being brought in it's the urgency of the hour and i hope i hope you're still in the in the fight tonight you know when you run a race you know you know what you're taught to do when you see the finish line you speed up you don't slow down when you see the end, you pick it up. You pick the feet up. Yeah, I mean, we're coming right to the end, and this is not a time to lay by. I want to show you the lessons, though, of this parable. This is really what's going on. Yeah, the parable here. But I want to show you some lessons of this parable. Parables are an earthly story with a spiritual meaning, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, you might say it that way. And this parable has some spiritual meanings that apply, apply directly to Jesus' audience. Right? We see here, for lack of a better word, there's kind of a warning here to the disciples. Right? Who are the disciples? Well, I think in the parable, if you want to make some connections, the disciples are the ones who came into the kingdom at the 6 a.m. hour. They were the first ones. 
they were the early ones. They were there first. And I think what we see here in this, in this, uh, in this parable here is you can see here that there's a lesson here to the disciples that you might be the first ones, that there, but there's more coming into the kingdom. You're not it. There's a lot more coming in. There's a lot more to go. Right, right. There's going to be some coming in right up until the end of the harvest. Amen. And uh, all of those who come into the kingdom, we can see here from the, how the, the householder responds to them. All of those who come into the kingdom, whether they've been in there for, for, uh, at the very beginning, or let's, let's just shift it to our own lifespan, our own lifetime. Whether they've been in the kingdom for 50 years or for five months. Right? The kingdom is, all of those who come into the kingdom are, are assured of this one thing, which is the matchless grace of God. At any time you come in, you know, you know, the grace of God, the grace of God. He will always do what he ought to do. I love the words of Abraham when he was debating with Jesus there before he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, he went from, of course, 50 souls all the way down to 10 souls. And eventually he ended with these words, Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And we know that tonight, that he will, God will always do right. And we're so thankful for the grace of God. If you've been in Christ for three months, if you've been in Christ for 30 years, if you've been in Christ for, for five decades or six decades, it's the same grace of God. Everyone, and I'm thankful for that. We see a warning, a little bit of, a, you might call it a warning, to the disciples you could say out of here but notice there is definitely a warning to the Jews I mean we know that the crowds followed uh, the disciples in, the, in this time they were, the crowds were still following Jesus there were still Pharisees in the crowd there were still some of the religious uh, rulers of Israel no doubt uh, 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 interspersed within the crowd and the, and the Jews really we know this they believed that they were really the only ones that were right with God they were the only ones in the kingdom they were the only ones that were going to usher in the kingdom I guess you might say it that way and uh, but this was a there was a warning here to them, and the warning is this: that the kingdom is not made up of only the best and the brightest. The kingdom is not only made up of the first hour Christians. The kingdom is made up of those who came in late in life. It is made up of those who've made a wreck of their life, and God rescued them at the very end before they went to went home to be with the Lord. And I'm telling you, it's made up of those that have been for a few minutes, and it's made up of those who trusted at a very young age and lived their whole life to the glory of God. The kingdom is not only made up of of those of the upper echelons. Listen, the best laborers in the morning. This is what the well, this is the pattern here. The best laborers are in the morning, right? The, the, the ones that, what did they say? Well, nobody has caught us. For some reason, I, either maybe they got out late or maybe they just didn't want it. I mean, it was kind of like when, when I was in school, when it came time to pick games of teams for kickball, the teams were picked and I'm like, I'm like, I can just, I can come, it's okay, right? Yeah. And they'd go, get over here. <laughs> These guys, I, I don't know what it is. It, it, it's, they're, they're picked last, but hold on, listen. Listen, the kingdom is not Israel only. Right? It's Jew and Gentile. The kingdom is made up of Jews and Gentiles alike. I, I love this when Paul, he, remember he'd gone back, to the, he'd gone back to, the, uh, to, to the temple at Jerusalem and he's praying in there and some, some of the uh, religious rulers saw him there. They got all mad, dragged him out of there. They're taking him out to be stoned. 
And the Roman, this Roman, uh, a few soldiers came out and grabbed him from the, from the crowd and dragged him up and taken him up to the fortress of Antonia there right at the temple. And um, as they were taking him up the stairs up into the, the fortress, Paul says, hey, can I speak to them? Remember this? And they said, sure. And so he stopped and he quieted the crowd. And the Bible says he began to speak in the Hebrew tongue. And boy, they, they began to listen. And they were listening to what he says. And Paul went on, I'm telling you, he went through this history. And he said, hey, I'm a Jew. I am of Tarsus. Uh, I mean, I am born a Jew. I, I persecuted the church. I, am a, I was a Pharisee. Uh, I, um, uh, the high priest knows this very well. He, I was given letters to go into Damascus to, to, to uh, persecute those that be of this way. And he said, while I was going to Damascus, a bright light shone around me and I fell to the ground. And, and this voice came to me and said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And uh, he said, it's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And uh, he said, I got up from there and he went to Damascus. He was baptized of Ananias. Ananias told him what he was going to do and he was given his ministry. And I'm telling you, the message was going great. And they were listening. I'm sure they're just listening to every word that he spoke. And uh, but, but he messed up. It all went awry when he got down to the place when Jesus said in verse 21, it was kind of like this bomb that went off in the whole crowd. And he said, Jesus said unto me, depart for I send thee far hence unto the Gentiles. <laughs> off they went. I mean, they didn't like that. I mean, God's not sending anybody to the Gentiles. Uh, yes, he did. Praise the Lord. And I'm thankful for that. And listen, God has always had room for the Gentiles. Don't, don't make that mistake that only now the Gentiles could be saved. It, the, only, the, the difference is, is that, that Israel was once the vehicle. God put them in the garage and he has taken his church, this Gentile church, and made up of Gentiles and Jews and everything else. And that we are the, the church is the vehicle for the gospel today. But the Gentiles have always been able to be coming to the kingdom of God, always been able to be saved. But uh, this, I'm telling you what, this messed them up. And here's a warning to the Jews. Sorry, guys, sorry, but there's going to be some of the lowest of society in this kingdom. Yeah, yeah, even Gentiles. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah, amen, that's right. I'm glad for that. So here's a lesson. Here's this outline of, the, of this parable, and there is a lesson here for them to learn. But there's a lesson for us, right? There's a lot of th there's a lot going on in this. We do not have the time to go through all of. That. I mean, it is there's stuff all over the place in this in this parable. But there's a lesson for us. Again, what are we talking about? The kingdom of heaven. Born again children of God. Some were hired early. We saw that connection. A little bit of connection, maybe, as as the apostle, the disciples, and the apostles. Some were hired a few hours later. Some hired an hour before quitting time. We already looked at that. Right before quitting time. This could be you and I. Right? This could be the day, man. This could be it. We could be so close to the end. So close to the harvest. And notice this, though. God paid the first ones the same money as He paid the last ones. The guy that worked 12 hours got paid same as the guy that worked one hour. Boy, you talk about... Uh, a little bit of commotion at the union hall. That wouldn't go over well, would it? There'd be a strike. I mean, it would be a bad thing. And uh doesn't seem fair. Yeah. How many talk how many how many how many used to hear that from your kids and you'd say, Life wasn't meant to be fair. Amen. Right, amen. That's right. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Doesn't be seem fair, especially not to the first guys. 
But would you notice, look at verse 8. I'm going to read verse 8 through 15. Follow this if you would. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard said, saith unto his steward, Call the laborers and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came they were, uh, that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed they should have received more. And they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house, saying, These last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst thou not agree with me for a penny? Take that thine is and go thy way, and I'll give unto thee last, unto the last even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Is thine eye evil because I am good? Right. See, God can do what he wants with his. He can do whatever he wants. Watch this. The owner categorized his actions as good. Good. And what is this? Well, really, in one respect, it's not other than the grace of God. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that God has given me the availability to everything that is in Christ, the same as everybody else. It's all the same. And I'm thankful for the grace of God. But there's something bigger of a lesson in here. There's a bigger one. I think the bigger lesson in here is that there are two classes of workers in the kingdom of God. Two classes of workers. Watch, they're in the kingdom. What does that mean? They're all saved. We're not talking about saved and unsaved. They're all born again. They're in the kingdom. But within the kingdom... There are two classes of workers that exist. Notice the first ones. Look at verse 13 again. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Would you look again at verse 2? Go back to verse 2. Look what he says here. And when they had agreed, when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. Would you notice something here? The owner didn't put out the payment. The laborers put out the payment. It says he, the, owner, the husbandman, he had agreed with the laborers. They set their price. These are, hey, these are the first guys. These are the 6 a.m. guys. These are the best ones. These are the best workers you get. And they said, buddy, we ain't going to your field unless we get this. By gump, I don't roll out of bed for less than this. You ever heard somebody say that? Yeah. I did till I was hungry, and then I rolled out of bed for a lot less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They set the price. So watch, the first ones, they set the price. Watch this. Watch the rest of the laborers. Every time the owner says, go ye, he follows it by whatsoever is right, I will give thee. Every, watch, every time these workers went into the field, 
They went into the field. They went into the vineyard, sorry. They went into the vineyard trusting, watch this, the character and the goodness of the owner. Can I remind you of this? Both, both of this is, this is both of these groups, the ones that set their price and the ones that just went trusting the character of the owner, they're both in the lower echelon of society. They're both laborers. No, laborers in that time were lower than the slaves because at least the slaves were attached to a home and, and they had some security in their life. These guys had no security. I mean, they lived day to day. They were just a penny a day, a penny a day. If they missed a day of work, man, they're in trouble. They are the low of the low of the low. And you'll have one of them rise up. you have some of them rise up and act like they're really something. Yeah. They're both day laborers. Yet the first group haggled for a wage and the second group trusted trusted the owner. I don't know if your mind's going back to this, but I find it fascinating. Just one chapter back. Chapter 19, verse 27. Does anybody have the words of Peter going through their head right now? Lord, we have forsaken all. What are we going to get? You ever wonder if this was a little bit of a rebuke from Jesus to Peter? He was in the first group. He was in the first crowd. He was the 6 a.m. crowd. And he's saying, what are we going to get? I don't know. Seems kind of fun, interesting to me. Yeah. So what's Jesus telling Peter and us? Well, I, I mean, he says, you're in the kingdom. You're in the kingdom. But hey, there's some labor in the kingdom for a negotiated price and some labor in the kingdom because they trust the owner. Totally different heart, isn't it? The lowest of the low got the very same amount the top got because God is good and He always rewards labor. Watch this. But He showers grace on those who just labor because they trust Him, whether it pays or not. It's a heart issue. Yeah. Do you know tonight there are so many in the kingdom who only labor if the, cons- if the compensation is adequate? Yeah. Then there are those who have a heart for God and they trust Him and they just want to serve the one who rescued them. And the Lord says, I want you here. And they say, okay, I need you to go over here. That's fine. Yeah. I need you to do this. That would be great. Then you have others say, well, what's it pay? <laughs> yeah. How much can I get from this? Will I be okay? Will I be comfortable? Will I be able to take care of things? Two different hearts. Can I gripe for a little bit tonight? Because I'm not griping at y'all, so... Gonna meddle. I can't c- get college kids to come to a place like this because they got to know how much it pays. Right. Right. Times have changed, friend, haven't they, brother? Peace. They have changed. You had used to, brother, brother Davidson. I mean, you'd have people lined up just wanting to serve. 
30, 40 years ago. They just wanted to do something for God. And now it's like, well, I don't know. Boy, I don't know. Yeah. And hey, sometimes, it, I mean, come on. Colleges, some of these small Bible colleges are charging ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a year and they're coming out with all this debt. I mean, they got to pay bills too. I get it. While they're collecting more mail off. Oh, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> yeah. No, they want to negotiate a salary before they come. I'll tell you what, I, I've had a few times over the last few years say, yeah, here's this, this, and that. And, you know, there's a slight tinge of interest. And I'll say, well, you'll get some pay, but uh, you'll have to work. I still work. End of that. I'm, listen, I'm thankful that they're not all like that. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm thankful for the, those that just go where God calls them. Yeah. We're seeing it when people move in and look for a new church. You see, you see it all the time. They, many people, hey, they, they won't come and serve in a small church because there's not enough for them. Well, what's for my kids? Well, what's for this? Or where's the choir? Or where is this? Or, or, or I, I, I've heard this before. I, I'm just, I, I have some needs that I, that I have to have met in a church. Well, that's the problem. Right? We're all a bunch of servants. Serving in the kingdom of God. One of the ways we serve in the kingdom is we serve in the church. And so many look for a church to, to negotiate with God instead of just trusting where He wants them to be and go and serve. So, oh, it's been about five or six years ago, somebody, a family had called and said, uh, nice family, they called and said, uh, well, it looks like there's probably not going to be any kids. And uh, they went on down the road. A great church, I was happy where they went. And I said, well, if everybody does that, how will there ever be kids? <laughs> Somebody's got to stay in labor, right, amen? And, uh, oh, yeah. Aren't you glad I'm not fussing at you tonight, right? This is, this is just out there. It's on live stream, and who knows what will happen. All two people watching it will, anyway. <laughs> Can I tell you, you have a choice tonight? You can be one in the two groups of the kingdom. You can, you, you can be the laborer that has to negotiate before you serve. Or you can be the laborer who trusts the owner and serves from the heart. It's your choice. Listen, saints. Crimson Avenue Baptist Church, if it's nothing else, and I know it will be much more than nothing else, but if it's nothing else... It needs to be a church of laborers that serve the Lord from a heart of trust. Yeah, from a heart of trust. Because He's worthy. He's worthy. What kind of labor in the kingdom are you going to, are you, will you, what do you want to be? Let me say it that way. What kind of laborer in the kingdom do you want to be? A laborer that just trusts your Father? Or are you going to be a laborer that continually negotiates what you do and where you go? May God help us to be the one who just trusts. Our Father, thank you tonight for your word. Always thankful, always overjoyed.
at the simplicity of your word and at just the sharp application. And Lord, it is very easy for all of us to get into a place, especially if we've been longer in the kingdom than others and think, well, I've paid my dues and I've done this and I've done that and I'll do this. And before we know it, we can get a, just an attitude can creep in where we begin to negotiate with God, with you, on how we serve you in the kingdom. Father, would you drive that far from our hearts? And Lord, would you give us a heart that trusts your character and your goodness? Lord, may we look back at all that you've done in our life and just come with a totally, total yielded heart and say, God, whatever you want out of me, I'll do it. Would you help us in that tonight? We thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand if you would, please. Instrument's going to play. Invitation is open. You can make your chair an altar right tonight. What kind of a servant are you in the kingdom of God? Are you negotiating with God? Or are you just going out with a heart of trust? Good day today. Hot one. Anybody hot in here? Well, I'm looking forward to the new building and a uh, air conditioning that works correctly. Amen. And uh, we'll uh, certainly don't want to say anything <laughs> to them here. They've been so good to us. It's something's weird. I don't know. We've tried to mess with it. So, and um, strangely, it was a lot cooler last week. <laughs>